Thanks, God. I, um, I said this the other night, and I'm going to say it again and again and again. We really need a revelation of who we are. We need the Lord to give us a revelation of who we are in Him as the church of the living God and as the body of Christ. I, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I can't remember now, I wrote Luke 10 and 19 on the chalkboard down in the prayer room and it has stayed in my spirit and I'm praying it. I Obviously, I quoted it a while ago, or at least a portion of it. I'm not trying to convince myself. The Lord is bringing revelation and understanding and wanting me and you to know who we are in Him. I Now I'm preaching in case you were wondering. I just believe that whatever he puts in my spirit to pray, I can pray anything he gives me and it'll happen. Anything. You and I have the ability in prayer when we're led by the spirit of God in prayer. To do anything God can do. And is there anything he can't do? Lie. Other than that. We must be people of prayer. Not praying out of fear. Not praying out of a want of things. God forbid. But praying in a place of relationship with Him where He can pray through us and change the world around us. You say, is that possible? Absolutely, it's possible. Absolutely, absolutely, it's possible. There were, there were things yesterday afternoon I'm, I was taken to prayer and there were some things that were quickened into my spirit by the Lord that just began to rise up. You know, God has emotion. Did you know that? I know we don't act on emotion, but God has emotion. You understand that? Scripture says he's a jealous God. We, you don't believe he has emotion. Just read in the Scripture. He walked in and he saw them changing money and having tables of doves and selling them in the temple. He, he braided a whip. He threw over tables. He started whipping. I believe that whip hit some men along the journey. I don't think he was just cracking it. I think he was, I don't think he missed what he was aiming at. He has emotions. He has emotions. And I was taken to prayer yesterday afternoon and there was things the Spirit of the Lord began to stir in my spirit. And I became so angry. 
and I'm not a I'm not an angry person for the most part, I don't think. Is that a fair statement? My wife said no, she said yes. I I I I'm pretty much like this. I but I became so angry and I was angry at the adversary. And I just decided enough's enough. And you understand, as a child of God, filled with the Spirit of God, you and I have power over the adversary. I want you to let that get in your spirit. You and I, as a child of God, filled with the Spirit of God... If we yield to the Spirit of God, submit to His Spirit, submit to the Lord as our King, we have authority, power over the adversary. I do. I'm not scared of the devil. I have more power than he does. How do I have? Because the living God dwells in me. You think the adversary is more powerful than God? Well, that's not even that's not even a comparison. God created him. He could destroy him in a moment. He has and he gave you and I that power and that authority over the adversary. But what we do is we allow the adversary to bombard our mind. We allow the adversary avenue in our lives. And so we live our lives rather than walking in the power, the authority, and the calling of God that we should be walking in. We live just hoping to survive. I just, I just want to make it to heaven. I just want to get through. I just want to... Rather than being who we're called to be as children of God. You and God called you. It's God's design and desire to deliver you fully and completely from every bond of sin... That's what Calvary was about. That's what the blood of Calvary was for. Was to deliver you and I from every effect and bond of sin. So sin could no longer have dominion over you. This is the word of God. Could no longer have dominion. That means authority, power, control over you. Sin could not do that. When you come under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, His blood is applied to your life and His name is applied to your life in the waters of baptism. It gives and it gives you power. It breaks the yoke of sin. It breaks. It is a circumcising, the Scripture says, of the heart. And then he fills you with his spirit, the baptism of the gift of the Holy Ghost, the indwelling God. God himself comes and takes up residence in your life and in mine. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. What happens when that happens? As I learn to yield to his spirit, hear his voice, trust and stand on his word, you and I have all authority over the adversary. You. Not just me. 
Brother Rigo, come here. Ethan, stand up there with him. Gabriel, stand up there with him. Sister Julie, stand up there with him. I'm going to get in trouble for just having men up here. Sister Priscilla, stand up there with him. Amen. Sister Mariah, stand up there with him. I knew you were wanting me to call your name, size. Now, I want you to look. Now, I picked random people. I happen to know every one of them are filled with the baptism of the gift of the Holy Ghost. As they yield to God, there's not a one of us standing right now that has more power or authority with God than another if we choose to yield to Him and submit to His Spirit and allow Him to work in us and through us. Does God definitely operate with dimensions of authority in His kingdom? Absolutely. But you understand, He's no respecter of persons. And when we as... Let me just stand right here by you. Thank you, I appreciate that. When we as people of God let God put us in the place He's designed for each one of us in His body, then there is a flow of the Spirit that operates through the body where we are the body of Christ in the earth. Jesus Christ is the head. He's on the throne in heaven. We are the body, the hands and the feet. That which does the actions of the Father that's in heaven operates through the body in the earth. We are the body of Christ in the earth. I know you've heard this, but the Lord is wanting us to see this until it gets in our spirit and we believe this and we start walking in the calling of God that's upon our lives. This is what we're designed for by God. We're called of God. To be his body in the earth. And the world is looking for answers right now. And we have the answer. It's him. It's him. He's the answer. He's the answer. Would you pray with me right now? You can be seated, those of you here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray revelation and understanding of who we are in you. A recognition that we are called to be the body of Christ in the earth. Your design and your desire to work with us and through us. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Let us be who we're called to be. In Jesus' name. The scripture says to us, and I'm finishing here. The scripture says to us that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James 5 and 16, I think, maybe 17. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. 
the scripture says in the verse before that, that the prophet, it points back to the Old Testament and says the prophet Elijah, he prayed that it might not rain and it didn't rain for three years. We only have indication that he prayed once and it didn't rain for three years. Then it says he prayed again and it rained after three years. And we only have indication that he prayed one time. You mean the prayer of one man could shut up the heavens for three years? Yes. One man or one woman in tune with God could speak the word of God and all of creation has to come to attention. Is God a respecter of persons? Does he play favorites? No. He's just looking for a vessel. He's just looking for a vessel that will yield to him, that will submit to the beckoning of his spirit that's coming to the church today. That's beckoning to the heart that says, Would you be willing and able to push all the other noise out? Would you be willing to clear all the other things that you busy yourself with that are of no effect? Would you be willing to empty your calendar in every way possible and give yourself to waiting on God and praying what He'd have you to pray and speaking what He'd have you to speak and watching Him change the face of the earth? This is what he will do. I'm not trying to convince you this morning. I know what I'm doing. I am speaking things that by the grace of God are getting into your spirit. And you may not identify with it now. But when he calls you to a place of prayer, I'm believing by the word of God, something will happen in your spirit. And as you yield and you begin to pray, you'll pray things you never even thought of. You'll have things come out of your mouth and spirit of God as you begin to pray. And you're like, the human mind would say, I don't know where that came from. But the spirit says, I know exactly where that came from. And you'll speak things and you'll be like, I can't even believe I just prayed that. And then the recognition comes, I didn't. The spirit of God gave me that utterance. And I declared these things in faith. And you'll know that what I've prayed according to the will of God, it's done. How do you know that? Because the Bible declares if we ask anything according to his will, we know that we have that which we ask. This is why Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Some people say, well, I've asked for the winning lottery numbers in his name and he didn't give them to me. Well, you misunderstand scripture. You have to read scripture in context and see all that he said there when he said, if you ask anything in my name. He was talking about being filled with his spirit, about being the comforter, about the works of the Father being done through the body when they were filled with his spirit. Then he declared, if you ask anything in my name. When you get to that point, you're not asking according to your own desires and your own lusts. You're asking according to the will of God. And when you and I ask anything in his name according to the will of God, we have that which we ask. This is the power of prayer. There are situations and circumstances in this room, in this room today, 
that they were one way yesterday, but they are different today. And you may not know it yet, but I know it. I know it because of what's happened in prayer. I know it because of things he gave me to pray. And you don't realize it's changed yet. But I know it's changed. I know it's changed. You say, how do you know? I know because I've been with God. And I've spoken with God. And God in his great mercy has spoken with me. And we have changed things in prayer. That when God stepped into your situation, it had to change. And I would that faith would rise in your spirit today that you have the authority with God when you'll die out to yourself and get in a closet of prayer and let the spirit of God flow through you. You can change circumstances. You can change situations. You have the ability in prayer to say it stops here. It starts here. This changes today. This happens today. As the spirit of God gives you utterance to declare things, You can change circumstances. This is the power of prayer in his name. If I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't believe it. Some things I haven't seen, but I believe. And I'm going to believe until I see them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God, open our eyes to see who we are in you. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. In the name of Jesus, let our eyes be opened. In the name of Jesus, let our eyes be opened. In the name of Jesus, let our eyes be opened. In the name of Jesus, I pray according to your word, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened to know what is the hope of your calling. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, what do you have faith for today? Reach to him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
there's so much faith here right now. I would tell you whatever God is putting in your spirit, I would declare it. I would declare it. Whatever God has put in your spirit, I would declare it. I'm not saying I'd beg for anything. I would declare it. He said, speak to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. He said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you could speak to the sycamine tree and it would be uprooted from its place. I'm talking about things that have roots that have gone deep and it would seem like it could never be removed. He said, if you'd have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you could speak to the sycamine tree and it would be uprooted and it would be cast and planted in the sea. In the name of Jesus, he wasn't using some simple choice there. The sycamine tree is a tree that is known to need very little water. And so it spreads its roots and it finds water and it digs deep. And so it's almost impossible for the natural man to uproot. Jesus knew exactly what he was saying when he named that tree. He said, if you'll speak to that tree that seems to have roots that go everywhere and could never be rooted out, you can speak to it. And in the name of Jesus, it would be uprooted uprooted and cast into the sea in Jesus name in Jesus name ilamandorobokoshiarataha in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm done. He's waiting on you now. Come on, it's with you and him right now. You and him. If you're here today and you're like, I'm not sure what's happening. Come on, the spirit of the Lord is here. And you can simply talk to him the way you know how. The spirit and the presence of the Lord is here to work. It's here to work. As we yield ourselves to prayer, fellowship with the living God, he'll work in our lives. If you need healing in your body, if you'd reach to him right now, the spirit of the Lord will come to you and he'll begin to heal your body. In the name of Jesus, I bind sickness, I release healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I open this altar to you if you'd like to find a place here to pray pray do so if you'd like to find a place there in your pew to pray do so but the spirit of the lord is here and he, de he desires a response to him in jesus name in jesus name come on let the love of god reach into your heart and minister today let the spirit of god wrap about you and minister come on let him heal and deliver from addiction let him heal and deliver let him heal and deliver from the bonds of sin and hurt. Let him heal and deliver from those things that seem like they'll never change. Let the God of faith speak into your spirit today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, from the youngest to the eldest, would you give yourself to prayer this morning?
Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Could we just stand together this morning? Hallelujah. We thank you. We worship you. We magnify and glorify you, Father. We give you praise and honor today. You are holy. You are worthy. You are righteous. You are good. Hallelujah. You have equipped us for this hour. You have called us to this hour. We yield ourselves as instruments to you, the living God. We are not our own. We have been bought with a price. Therefore, we will glorify you in our body and in our spirit, which are yours. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you for your calling. We thank you for the impartation of your spirit and your word. We worship you today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I don't know what all he just did. I know he's done something. Anybody else bear witness with my spirit? See, we, there's something the Lord's doing in us where whatever we've just witnessed, there wasn't this massive emotional, you recognize that, right? But I have so much faith, right? And the Lord wants you and I to understand this is the power of God when we yield to his spirit. It's not based on what you feel. Yes, you'll feel a witness in your spirit. But it's just an identification with the spirit of God and a yielding to his spirit and then speaking those things. That his spirit would declare through you to speak. When. You remember there was a. Remember there was a storm and the disciples were on the ship. They thought they were going to die. It was so bad. You ever been in a storm that was so bad you thought you were going to die? Two of us. God bless the honest people. No, I mean. No, really. You ever, you ever been in like a storm? Where you just thought, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Maybe you didn't think you were physically going to die, but you thought, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I've been in some of those in my 50 years of life. Where was Jesus? He was somewhere in the ship.
Was he going to die with them? <laughs> Wasn't his time. He was sleeping. Why was he sleeping in their storm? I mean, doesn't he care? Why was he sleeping in their storm? I'll tell you why I think he was sleeping. He was going to sleep until they realized, if you'll just wake him up, everything will be all right. Now, our God doesn't sleep, understand. When did he wake up? As soon as they called him. How long, how long do we often go through things before we just call him? And Jesus got up. He sort of rebuked them. And he came. And he looked at the waves and the storm and... I don't know what it looked like, but it was it was bad enough they thought they were going to die. So, you know, it wasn't like, well, it was just a little bit of a... The storm was bad enough they thought they were going to die. Let's get our mind wrapped around how bad this storm was. I've been in some storms. Thankfully, I wasn't on a boat. But I've been in some storms with lightning and rain. You couldn't see through and wind, so the rain was going sideways instead of coming down and on a road in a car. And I thought, I'm just pulling over, and by the grace of God, we'll wait this out. I thought, that lightning hits this car, man. I'm going to cook string bean or something. I don't know. Jesus said something, didn't he? What did he say? I remember what he said once they woke him up. Peace. Be still. Anybody think he got up there and said, ah, Storm, I'm telling you right now who I am. I don't think he did all that. I think he could have just looked and said, I sort of think he did. Peace. Be still. See, again, there's something the Lord's wanting us to understand about when we yield to him and speak his word. In Luke, when the demoniac in the tombs of Gadara had a legion of demons. He ran and worshipped Jesus. Jesus said. Go. Go. And thousands. Of demonic spirits. Left and went into pigs. One word. I don't think he yelled and screamed. And I, I understand. Here's the person that gets excited sometimes and passionate and gets loud. So I, we must understand as we yield to the Spirit of God, 
The power is in the spoken word of God. And when you pray and you yield to his spirit and we get past praying our lists and we yield to the Holy Ghost and now we're praying by the utterance of the spirit of God, I can speak the word of God that he puts in my spirit. And whether it's loud or quiet, whether it's projected or whether it's in my closet, I can speak the word of God and it happens. He's wanting us to recognize this in this atmosphere today. Praise God. Would you lift your hands with me one more time? And talk to him. Lord, we receive what you have given. We receive all that you have imparted today. I pray the faith that comes by hearing and the hearing by the word of God. Quicken in the heart of each one of us according to your will and design. I pray your word sealed in our spirit. And in these days ahead as we yield to you the utterance of the Holy Ghost flowing through us. For your purpose and your glory in the earth. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus name. Everybody said amen. Praise God. Praise God. Brother Rigo, Brother Tim. Maybe I could get you guys to help me real quick. Before you go today, we give you an opportunity to give as unto the Lord. Amen. Thank you for your faithfulness and your finance to the kingdom. Amen. Keeps the lights on, keeps the heat on. And I thank you for it. Praise God. Amen. They're going to. You're free in Jesus' name. God bless you. You're dismissed. These men will wait on you there. Also, if you'd like to sign up for this, for the prayer chain, it's laying right up here at the altar. Please take a look. And again,